Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is September 4th, 2023. It's been an insane weekend. Uh, WWE Payback, AEW All Out, and nothing else happened. Uh, Well, besides CM Punk got fired by AEW. We have a bunch of news on that. Uh, The the idea that he could have went back to WWE earlier this year. A lot of news on this all at FightfulSelect.com. We have news on Piper Niven the women's tag titles. We just got a whole bunch of stuff over there. We had news on the Gunther and Chad Gable match, but we've got Denise Salcedo fresh off the plane from where, where were you? Chicago? Yeah. Chicago, Sean, where did you think I was? Alabama? I don't know. I don't know. There's there's Pittsburgh, there's London. There's been a lot of wrestling shows lately. Yeah. Raw was in Charlotte. Maybe you flew here just in time to, to review raw from Charlotte. I don't know. So I oh, I'm I'm did- going to be doing a Survivor Series review, likely with you fresh off of a plane. I forgot to mention that. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. Okay. Yeah, I'll be I'll be watching the show Are on you the actually plane. Show up this time because last time you said know. you were going to show up and you didn't even show up to your own post show, and I was waiting for you. I'll <laughs> likely have a backup in case I can't show up, but uh, yeah, as of now, I'll be watching Survivor Series on the plane from Charlotte to Cincinnati. And then I'll be doing the post show from the hotel. Are yeah. you like trusting the internet on the, the Wi-Fi on the plane? Cause sometimes it's like shitty. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, especially for streaming. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but I will have a backup. Oh, yeah. this is not sounding promising, Sean <laughs> at yeah. all. Um, so uh, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Please leave a thumbs up. Todd Dilly says you reported on reported on August 10th or August 10th that Bray could return in September. After his passing, it was revealed he had a heart defibrillator. Seems it would be tough for him to return while still needing that. So heartbroken. Might want to look at the timeline of events, friend. That happened 
between the amount of time in which I reported it and unfortunately his passing uh, that was like, I think that happened probably a week before and the Bray Wyatt is coming back story came directly from WWE and people close to Bray and his management and all that stuff. That isn't some shit that I'm just going to throw out there. So, uh, yeah, that they were they had uh, plans for him to come back. I wouldn't say they were very solid plans because he had to get cleared and everything like that first. But unfortunately, what looked to be a very very positive sign turned to a very unfortunate sign, and um, it's just a bummer. Just a bummer. Ke seven seven five says so. Is Becky showing up on NXT tomorrow? This is something from payback that I really love Denise and I've got my solo review up on youtube.com slash fightful Tiffany Stratton's promo. Have you seen that yet? I haven't watched payback. Oh, it was, it was really good. I heard there was good stuff on the show, but I was like, there was just too much going on. I was at collision. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen. I can't clone myself. Tiffany Stratton cut a really great promo on Becky backstage. She approached Becky after a really good violent match. And she said, you know, I need to apologize to you. Because when I said that I was going to be better than all the great NXT champions, and I mentioned you and Bailey and Sasha and Charlotte, she was like, that was a big mistake because you were never NXT champion. <laughs> so I messed up. And I was like, damn, that was a good one. That was That's a really savage. good one. That's pretty savage. Um, very, very excited about that. Uh, Adam Weller says, American national flights having Wi-Fi at all is wild to me. There's not much of that on pan-European flights here. Oh, buddy, there were no Wi-Fi at all on my flights to London. Did you have any? Yeah, I did. Oh, I did the didn't... T-Mobile thing. So if you have T-Mobile, you get free internet and you don't have to pay. And they give you like four free credits, like four trips that you can do sure. this for. So I didn't have the only time I didn't have it was like maybe certain areas. But for the most part, I was able to like check in and see my stuff every now and then. It hadn't been installed. Cincinnati to, to London just started a couple months ago and they literally hadn't installed it on the plane yet. They have the overhead announcements where they say, oh, log on to our Wi-Fi by doing this. And then I asked them and they're like, no, it's not installed. So why would they even promote it? Like, don't, don't even know. promote it. Yeah. That flight home felt like it was 16 hours, but it was the emptiest flight I've ever been on. Yeah, like maybe, same for me. Maybe 23 people. It was me, Moxley, Renee, and like nobody else on that entire plane. It was wonderful. Uh, Jonathan Corona says on topic, Sean, I think fans are wondering on the contract to CM Punk like a non-compete clause. I don't know if this happens, but do you think Fox wants CM Punk? Finally, uh, Raw, Pyro, and Intro are back. Yeah, I like the, the intro. I don't think that Fox necessarily is going to have much of a say on CM Punk and WWE because their deal with WWE is up in like a, a year or so, just over a year. Of course, people want to know about CM Punk's contract. I'm trying my best to find out. That is obviously Brandon asked Brandon asked on the media scrum and Tony was like I'm not discussing it yeah we're going to be talking to people close to punk punk is not talking after all the talking he did to media before this he's been very very quiet since the actual firing a reminder guys leave a thumbs up on this video get your super chats get your humper chats in blue chew the hog said Sean Raw had some solid wrestling, but the commercials were overkill. 
does WWE not have any say as to when commercials air during Raw? Well, this is very clearly about the main event, and I want to address that before we even get to the main event. It was asinine to promote a, an Intercontinental title match so heavily and then go to commercial breaks at both 10.44 and 10.50. So it went 10.44 to 10.47, two or three minutes, and then another commercial break. And I had people with the balls to say, at least it's picture in picture. You can still watch it. Yeah, bro. That's exactly how I want to watch the most important title match of a record-setting reign, Denise. Yeah. Is these two commercials back to back that is so dumb nobody watches picture in picture do you because i leave i walk out every commercial break i go to the kitchen i do some stuff like i don't watch picture in picture i do yes i don't i do but it it was very very annoying but we kicked off kicked off the show with jay uso coming out uh it's so funny because like in the ring and from a, a physical charisma standpoint, like he is the standout and, and just in ring work specifically and, and conditioning. He's the standout. Jimmy Uso, I think, has long been the better promo. I think that Jimmy Uso has a lot more verbal charisma, but they really believe that Jay Uso can become something on his own. That was something that I heard from WWE officials um, after the Cody thing. Like when I was like, explain your rationale behind Cody not winning. Like, well, we're about to get solo there. We're definitely getting Jay there. Hopefully we get Jimmy there as well. Jay Uso back on Raw after Cody Rhodes says that he pulled some strings. We're going to talk more about what might head over to SmackDown in a bit. But what do you think about Jay Uso heading over to Raw? Yeah, so I saw that because I was clearly looking on Twitter and just basically seeing whatever it is that people were posting about payback. And I saw that uh, Jay Uso had came back. And my thing was like, damn, because honestly, when he did the whole quitting thing, for me, I kind of wanted to be the situation where a little bit more time goes by. Because if you quit, I wanted I wanted to feel like a big deal. Like, damn, he quit. He's gone. He's been gone for, you know, however long. I don't think three weeks is enough for me to go back. Like, if I would have known three weeks was only going to be the time period, I wouldn't have cared so much. When I actually talked about it, that SmackDown. Because then I'm like, oh, three weeks. No big deal. I personally think that they should have waited a little bit longer. And I get it. They probably have things they want to do cool and all of that but then why do that why do a whole i quit thing and then all of a sudden you're back in three weeks to me that's a little bit lame but whatever he's on raw good for him jay or jay stone says do you see jay being the one to beat gunther yeah i could see jay uso being the one to beat gunther actually i do but Sami Zayn came out and i really like this interaction it helped put a bow on a lot of the jay uso Sami Zayn stuff that has occurred over the last year or so. Sami Zayn is like, I'm glad that you stood up for yourself. I'm glad that you're here. And despite our history, and I'm sure for Sami Zayn, the character helps a lot that he won at WrestleMania. I'm sure it's a lot easier to forgive when you beat this guy in the main event of WrestleMania. That's a little bit of my issue here where, you know, he, the way that he beat him at WrestleMania, like it was very, very crystal clear that he was done. And because prior to that WrestleMania match, right, there was still the whole thing of the, you know, they had this friendship. There was still, you know, Sami Zayn had this very big soft spot for him. And then came WrestleMania and all of the in-ring stuff and everything that they did there made it very clear that 
he did no longer feel that way for him. And then all of a sudden we finished that off. And then I think it was like after that, when Jay had to make his decision again, all of a sudden Sammy's back and he's like, you know, you know what you have to do. And I'm thinking to myself, bro, am I the only person who watched this WrestleMania match? Like you murdered the guy and you still have the soft spot for him. Look, it's the, been five months. I they they spent a I lot know. of time together. And and also a lot happened with Jay and Roman between that period of time. Right. I, so it's I like, okay. I like that they went back to this. I get it. The soft spot, the friendship, it was always there. But I do feel like it does take a little bit away from that actual main event of WrestleMania where it was very crystal clear that Sami Zayn was over and done with Jay there. He was pissed at him. I think this was just putting a bow on it because otherwise it is uh... – it's it's awkward to not broach the biggest storyline maybe in WWE history and not mention, oh, hey, yeah, these guys sort of have a lot of history. And they reference that history because Sami Zayn was like, okay, even though you wronged me, I'm over it now. My life is a lot different. Kevin Owens wasn't there. They lost the tag team titles. So things have changed for everybody involved. And... uh Sami Zayn offers his hand. Jey Uso doesn't accept. Jey Uso does the call back. He says, that wasn't very Usy of me. And Sami Zayn gives him a hug. If there's one thing that's a cheap pop in wrestling anymore, it's a good old-fashioned hug, Denise. For me, it's the Usy, man. The second I heard Usy, I was like, ah, forget everything that I was feeling earlier. Yeah. I mean, I personally feel like the Usy stuff, because when I think about some of my favorite stuff that they did with the bloodline and just all in general – it was everything with Sami Zayn. And when you say Usi, all of a sudden it takes me back to all of those continuous segments that we were getting with the bloodline and Sami and everything that they did there. So this was kind of a little bit of a, you know, it was a reminder. Of if they would have done this days. reunion in London, Denise, I think Sami would have kissed him on the head. Bro, I got kissed three times in London. <laughs> On the head. I'm starting to You got to think some action in London. What the hell, <laughs> Oh my Denise? God, that sounds so wrong. Oh You're God, making it seem like, like I'm out there being a hussy. It's like the Minnesota dinner all over again. Denise <laughs> is out there getting kisses Look, from everybody. <laughs> I don't know. And maybe here our viewers can help us out with this information. But three times I was kissed on the head by people that I hardly know. Uh, and don't really know. Two fans. One person that I hardly know. And but here. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible, and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the thing, though. It wasn't done, like, in a pervert, creep type of way. It was done more in, like, a brotherly, sisterly way. I don't know how to explain it. For so Denise and I aren't even happened. on, like, a... We're not even on like a side hug to say hello or goodbye level of comfortability. And I've known you for years. So for me to think that somebody is like, Denise, I'm like, oh, shit. What? (laughs) The first time it happened, I was like, what the hell is going on? The second time it happened, I'm thinking there's something going on. The third time it happened. That's when I realized, okay, maybe there's something in the culture that I don't know about that. That's what that is. But I didn't feel like at any point that, oh, I'm being violated or anything like that. I didn't feel that way. Um, And I do want to say, too, by the way, it doesn't help, Sean. It's funny because there's all these people that say all these weird shit about you and I. People don't realize how freaking awkward both you and I are. I'm not awkward. I'm wonderful. No, you're awkward. And so (laughs) (laughs) you and I are always on a, hey, hey, what's up? Quick side hug. That's it. That's literally what it is. And it was funny because like even Luke Owen said the same thing. He's like, I've known you for years. And he's like, we just do like a hug. He's like, I can't imagine kissing you. So I thought that was (laughs) weird. I'm like, bro, you're from the UK. So is this not a thing? So I'm really not sure if it's a thing or not. I hope not. I didn't get kissed on the head. Uh, Yes, boy, says (laughs) y'all ever once had heat with someone but are now cool. Yeah, all the time. Not me. You're on my list forever. Well, that is true. I know that's true true for Denise. I I have literally tried to make peace with people and Denise and Denise is like, nah, I'm good. No, I take that shit personally. All right. The second you make an enemy out of me, that's it. I'll never like you. To me, if somebody like, I don't really hold grudges like that unless people are assholes. But if they say sorry, I'm good. It's not holding grudges. I feel like if people are two-faced a-holes and they say terrible things about you and then they try to be like, oh, hi. I mean, like, oh, bye. Quality over quantity. Will Chisholm says, I got to admit, I love how most of they got most of the roster to not forget what the bloodline did to them so Jay can't act like nothing happened for the last three years. And Alex Hero says, Michael Cole was on fire. The EVP line was great. He said... Cody Rhodes used to be an EVP. I guess he's got that stroke. That is amazing. And there was a lunging line during the Miz segment that might be coincidental, but I laughed. I found that one coincidental. The EVP one wasn't. But much to Will's point here, I love that it was brought up to Jey Uso. Like, listen, man, I believe that you have changed. I believe that you're doing better. But these people don't care. You did horrible things to them. Drew, Riddle, like all these people were wronged by you and you're going to have to face the heat. And I'm glad that Jey Uso was like, cool, I'll I'll do it and I'll show them. So you're Sammy Zayn in this scenario and I'm Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle. 
There you go. There you go. Uh, S. Taylor says, with the strike would now be the time for The Rock to show up. Rock's out there giving people houses and shit right now. He's too busy doing that. He's got a lot because I know people are thinking, oh, because it's a strike that he doesn't have anything else to do. He has so many freaking projects. He's got the XFL. He's got his, what is it? I always forget the name of his drink, Taramana or something. Oh, Whatever, yeah. his drink. He has his drink and a million other things. I mean, he's the rock. He's He's got things going on. Adam he's not, he's says, not bored at home. Uh, Adam Weller says, don't think head kissing is a thing. Denise. Okay, but I feel bad because I didn't feel violated. Actually, I haven't even told you my story, Sean. I haven't even told you my story. Oh, what's your story? I'm not going to tell it on the air. My okay. story. St- okay. All right, then. That's fine. Uh, so later on during the night, Adam Pierce, is he approaches Jey Uso and he's like, listen, man, I see that there's heat on you and there's about to be more heat on you. Because SmackDown is getting trade compensation for you. They weren't just going to hand you over. Thank God, because I'm about to complain about something on this show later that doesn't make any sense. This made an incredible amount of sense. Adam Pierce was like, yeah, SmackDown wasn't just going to let a marquee star, literally main event Jey Uso, go, go away. So they're going to get trade compensation. And depending on who it is, you might get more heat. And this could either set up, it could set up two things a feud on SmackDown for who who the hell knows, but also a feud with Jey Uso. Like, if they send J.D. McDonough over to uh, what? I have a prediction. You know who it's going to be? Akira Tozawa. I doubt that. No, it's going to be funny. That. I can see WWE doing that and being like, oh, yeah, here's Akira Tozawa. Ain't going to be him. But Kim Gray says... Is Cody getting traded to SmackDown? Ryan says, hey, Sean, who do you think the wrestler is that's getting traded for Jey Uso is? Seems obvious to me it's Cody, but who is your guess? Based on Pierce's explanation, he makes the most sense. Uh, SAS says, if Cody is the one being traded to SmackDown, could that be a hint of Raw and SmackDown's media rights will be going to one company? I would assume USA would get upset if Roman and Cody are both on Fox. And Nicholas says, I think they trade Riddle for Jay because in a backstage interview, Drew said, if Jay messes up, I'm going straight for Cody. So what if Riddle going to SmackDown uh, makes Drew heel and goes after Cody like he said? So let's approach this. Cody on payback, which you didn't see, said that he cashed in all of his political power that he could, all the favors he's owed to get Jay Uso on Raw. That very much implies, like, why, why the hell would he do that? Maybe just to mess with Roman, for one, but that makes Roman's life a lot easier right now. Unless he's going over to SmackDown. Now, that is the, the prominent one. That's the one that everybody's looking at and saying, it's Cody. Do you think it's Cody? It's Akira Tozawa. It is not Akira Tozawa. <laughs> but I mean, look, you know Vince would do that to us. He'd be like, Vince, oh, yeah, here, Vince is sitting Akira at home <laughs> on painters from back surgery. It ain't Vince. Yeah. Right no, but real talk, though, real talk. Uh, I would hope that it's Cody Rhodes. And now that you explained this thing that happened on payback, that makes a lot of sense with them basically going the direction of, oh, he was looking like he might have been doing someone a favor, but is there something that falls? Like, what's his personal it's agenda? A big hope. Raw though, right? Like that leaves a really big gap on Raw. Yeah, but not really. And I'll tell you why. Because what have they been having Cody come out and do? 
He comes out. Remember that one week that we were here where all he did was come out and he was like, hello. <laughs> and he did his I little mean, spiel. And then that was it. And he went back. I feel we got like a couple weeks of that. And then yeah, other than I, that, and- he was kind of thrown into the stuff that with, with Sammy and Kevin and the Judgment Day. It didn't really feel like he had his own real thing coming off of the Brock Lesnar stuff. Unless he feuds with maybe AJ or well, AJ, they're on SmackDown. They're My on God. SmackDown, yeah. So unless he feuds with a heel Drew, there's not a lot for him on Raw because if you have him win that world title, it kind of minimizes the other yes. thing. He needs to win that. I just feel like Cody Rhodes right now is such a major uh putting ass in seats guy and selling merch and getting getting viewership guy, but also it's football season and they ain't going to do hot anyway. They're going to do that 1.5, 1.6 type of viewership. Oh, it ain't going to be great, but Bro, um, I ain't even going to be here next week. I'm going to be at the game. Yeah. <laughs> which, which game is it a Jets game? Yeah, I'm going to go watch the first Jets game. That's, you know, I'm you know sorry. that's my birthday present, by the way, from my husband. It's my sad. yet he's the the one that's like a huge fan. I'm and that ended up being my birthday present. The way he sees it as well, because he knows I love New York. He's like, "Well, you get a trip to New York," and I'm like, "Yeah, but oh, we're gonna boy. go do a you thing, not a me thing." Oh boy. Yeah. Well, uh, we 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 decided I get a day, he gets a day, so. His day is the day of the day of the game. And then I get a day where he's going to take me to the Moulin that's how, Rouge. That's how we were in London. It, it was a back and forth uh, vacation work, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, we got, what is it here? We got Mr. Acosta saying they're not letting Cody leave Mondays during football season. I think it's Kevin Owens. Also great job this past weekend reporting the craziness SRS. Kevin Owens would be an appropriate trade. Um, however, I, I wouldn't mind it if Cody was like, you know what? I'll work Mondays and Fridays if Jey Uso can come over here. Or what can I do to make this happen? If you can get Cody on both shows, get Cody on both shows. But think about this, Denise. Cody, Cena, and Roman all on SmackDown? That's... And we know that we know Cena's dates. He's working Fridays. So. I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with seeing all of that on SmackDown because I find SmackDown a more easier show to watch every week because sure. it's just the three hours is just too much, but that's not a conversation for now. But anyways, I hope it's Cody Rhodes. It would make a lot of more sense. But if it's Akira Tozawa, though, I'm gonna want some, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want some bragging rights. Brett, the shit man fart says, here's $3 because that meme you posted over the commercials in the main event is going to haunt my nightmares. Dude, I don't have a dong and that thing hurt me. I was like, freaking Sean (laughs) out here posting very graphic pictures. (laughs) It's been sitting in my uh, meme folder for years. (laughs) That thing hurts and I don't even got one. Oh, man. You know what? I'm go- I'm gonna go ahead and show the audience because I realized. No, that- Sean, can you even show that on YouTube? Wait yeah, a second, sure. you might. It's art. Need- it's art. Just send us super chats, guys. Make up for the difference. Okay, but fine, uh, fine. here it is. Oh, <laughs> it's the balls for me, honestly. Yeah, for you. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that- for you. Dream Ninja says Denise gonna watch my Bills destroy the Jets. They are gonna destroy the Jets. Will Chisholm oh, says. Wish. I know he said he doesn't like working out, but you see WWE trying to get Batista. No, he is retired. He is. He has said he is retired, unless it's a, a, a non-wrestling thing. 
Will also says, I got a theory with the talks of WWE doing Cody versus Cena. Could that be the trade to send Cody over to start that program? Possibly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind him saying, like, I'm I'm here to challenge Roman, but John Cena says, you got to go through me. And then he does, because that would keep him busy for a couple of months as well uh, into Survivor Series. KE775 says, uh, who do you think would have the final say on pursuing Punk, Triple H, Nick Khan, Vince, or Ari Emanuel? The final, final say? Ari Emanuel. Then it goes to Vince, assuming he's of sound mind right now. He had surgery. Then Nick Khan, then Triple H. It is in that order. Broadway Joe says Cody's a genius. If he gets off Raw just before NFL season starts, Gable and Gunther should main event the next PLE. I don't think so. They, I, I don't think they'll do that. They'll probably have maybe one more match, but we'll talk about that momentarily because there's something <sighs> that I want to complain about, Denise. Take the floor. I don't usually complain on Twitter about WWE programming because people get weird. But tonight was just, it was too much for me. You got the Nakamura promo and Rollins is arguing with Pierce. P Rollins isn't even supposed to be there. He's not cleared. So we know right off the bat, Rollins is so vulnerable that WWE Medical did not want him to come to the show. Rollins comes out, he's interrupted by Nakamura, and Rollins says, I know what you want. You want a world title match. Even though I beat you clean as a sheet two days ago, and you don't deserve one, I'm so upset at you right now that I'm going to offer you one right here. Right now, physically vulnerable, you not deserving one. And Nakamura goes, no, this doesn't make any sense and i got a bunch of weirdos on the world wide web saying ain't you ever watched wrestling before listen it's stupid it doesn't make any sense not only that ricochet backstage is like listen i'll help you carry the load guess what happened he beat nakamura by dq right after that so now nakamura deserves it even less than he did before i had somebody say oh he's getting in the head of seth rollins how? By not challenging for his championship when Rollins is vulnerable? This doesn't make a bit of sense. A bit of sense in the world. There is no reason for Nakamura to actually be granted a title shot based on merit within the context of this show. I understand how wrestling storylines work, but this isn't like a getting inside his head thing. This is a he just is booked to look dumb thing. He could have said yes. Then Adam Pierce steps in and he goes, no, I can't let this happen. Just like he did later on. This didn't make any sense to me. How was the match at payback? Was it good? That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And well, then afterwards, after they went off the air, Nakamura attacked him brutally, which lets you know it's going to continue, of course. Uh, and that's okay, I guess. But... I had people saying, oh, well, Nakamura said he would do it on his own terms. Buddy, you lost two days ago. What terms are presented to you are your terms. You don't get a chance to win the Super Bowl two days later after you lost it. If somebody were to come back and say, hey, we're going to run it back, even though you lost fair and square, and oh, by the way, you lost tonight too, another shot, here you go, doesn't make any sense. And Doing it on his terms 
is not a good excuse. It's a shitty reason. So what did I miss, by the way? How did Ricochet get involved in all of this? By, by being there. Okay, because that's what I assumed, but yeah. I thought I might have missed something because I didn't understand what Ricochet was doing in the in, in this picture here. Because I know they had their yeah. beef, but that was a while back. So I wasn't necessarily so sure why Ricochet was involved in all of this now. But my, I'm going to be real with you. And, and so, I, somebody's saying WWE has done it in the past. Show me when. Show me when two days after clean as a sheet loss the heel is like you know what i don't want a rematch for this title actually it doesn't make any sense this is not a heel champion saying no i'm not gonna face you i'll do it on my terms this is a challenger actively turning down a world championship match so my thing here is that prior to this whole thing starting i know that you know, there was a lot of people excited about Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. I really wasn't necessarily there. They did one week of TV that I thought was pretty good that got me excited for it. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll convince myself to be interested in it. And then like right now, when you said that the match was just good, it made me think, well, if it wasn't great, then why the hell do I want to continue seeing this? Because for me, and, and I, I'm pretty sure that, and I'm, I'm sure you'll talk about it in a second, but I'm pretty sure I know what this is going to lead into and what they're trying to do with Seth Rollins because I'm not so crazy about the story that they're doing with Seth Rollins, who is our champ, basically looking like this weak machine who's barely, who's barely getting by at this point because of his back problems, right? That's become a big part of the story. I'm not so interested in that story because I'm more interested in dominant champions. For me, that's just what I like. So I know that they're trying to do this thing where, to me, it sounds like Seth Rollins, he wasn't supposed to be there. He was there. He even had a spot today that, you know, dives off the freaking uh, ring and he again, you know, hurt his back and all of this, right? So he's basically wasting himself away. And it was in that moment when they showed Damian Priest watching him. So it's basically telling me, okay, they're just going to wait. What this, What's going to end up happening is Seth Rollins is going to screw himself. And by putting himself in this predicament where he keeps hurting his back over and over again to the point where it's going to be super easy for Damian Priest to cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase on him and get the win. Because even Rhea was like, oh, not yet, not yet. So they're basically wasting, waiting for him to waste himself away. And Adam Pierce said another thing that I was like, what the hell? He's like, you kept a pace unlike anybody else. And I was like, he's had one match in like a month <laughs> on TV. And unless he's counting his Finn Balor matches, those were good. They had great pacing, you know, maybe Tim he meant it in that way. Tim says, seems like they're stealing the OC story from AEW. It's like they watched it last night and they're like, yeah, let's do this, but let's not build it. Let's just say it. And <laughs> Trey Way says, imagine if Sean O'Malley was like, yeah, Aljo, let's go again two days later. And Aljo was like, no, no, buddy. Mind games. I'm in your head. <laughs> Explodium says, I think it does make sense. Damien still has a briefcase. No way Nakamura doesn't know that. What does that have to do with Nakamura? Damian Priest is still going to have that briefcase regardless. Like, if, yeah, it does. That I doesn't... think they're just trying to waste time. They're just trying to kill time so that 
so that freaking Seth Rollins undoes sure. himself. And that sounds really bad, but you get what I mean. Winds himself yeah. down, waist himself down. And then that's when Damian Priest is going to come in and capitalize on that. So Shinsuke is literally just a placeholder so that Seth Rollins could screw himself at the end of the day. Sheldon says they had the chance to make Nakamura again, but once again, they book him to lose and didn't lose any momentum he had fresh off a heel turn. FFS. This is what I expected. H. This is literally what I expected. That's why I didn't care. That's why when, when was it that I was mad? It was the Bronson Reed Shinsuke Nakamura match that I was mad about a couple weeks ago, where I was sure. like, I don't see the point in doing this with Shinsuke Nakamura when you can actually do something different, something we haven't seen before. And do, where's Bronson Reed? I haven't seen anything with Bronson Reed. Main What's event. going on, Bronson Reed? He worked main event tonight against uh, maybe Tazawa, <laughs> your boy. Sage Justice says, I think the logic boils down to Shin zigging when Rollins expects him to zag, thus the mind games. Mind games don't work when you do something completely stupid. Seth Rollins could just all of a sudden next week be like, I'm just kind of over it. No title shot for you. Goodbye. I'm sorry. I'm more mad about this whole Bronson Reed stuff. They could have given Bronson Reed a win, kept him going strong. Shit. He could have been the guy that freaking had a match against Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins messed up his back because I don't know, big old Bronson Reed freaking killed him with it or whatever. You know, they could well, have done something like that. If you're feeling bad and you want to feel better, get athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Fill the nutrient gaps, promote gut health, support whole body vitality with AG1. One daily serving delivers a comprehensive blend of nine products, a multivitamin, minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, and more, working together to, devil- to deliver your strongest foundation for better health. And right now, at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Get AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free travel packs. Took mine with me when I went over to London and when I went up to Detroit. Athletic Greens is fantastic. Like I said, it promotes that gut health with prebiotics and probiotics. Supports your immunity. Exceptional when you're traveling and you want to make sure you don't catch something. Uh, your daily di- dose of vitamin C, zinc, functional mushrooms, and more. It also helps boost your energy, especially if you're scaling back on caffeine. It is so helpful. And it helps with your recovery. Uh, so if you're working out heavily, it's packed with superfoods, adaptogens, and antioxidants. Athleticgreens.com slash a fightful. Rasov says, <laughs> here, this one goes to Denise, who really needs a good sleep. <laughs> You're working too hard, girl. Kudos for these last two weeks. Get some rest. Hope to meet you in SRS November at Full Gear. I may go to Full Gear. Haven't decided yet. Come to LA, Sean. Come to LA. Why do I feel like there's something around Full Gear? No, Full Gear. The the Bengals game is a Thursday that week. I might. I might. You should just come. Come on. Come to LA. Will Chisholm says, do you think the trade to SmackDown could have to do with some NXT talent? No, it's it's going to be a raw talent. Tornado tag team match. The Viking Raiders defeat the Glass Bros when Kofi Kingston interferes, but there's no DQ. I thought the action in this match was really, really good. Afterwards, Drew is pretty pissed off, and Kofi's like, it was an accident. And Drew's like, yeah, yeah, I bet it was. And then Kofi's like, well, now, hold on, partner. You threw a chair and hit my tag team partner in the face, and he's not here this week. And you said that was an accident. I thought this was uh, pretty solid. Like, I thought the, the action was good. Viking Raiders needed wins bad, very bad. 
And I'm intrigued with the Kofi Drew aspect of this. How are you feeling? Yeah, so it's funny because this was pretty much at the top of the show, right? And I had literally texted you maybe 30 minutes before <laughs> Raw because I had just woken up from my nap. And <laughs> I come to the computer screen, like not even mentally here. And I'm watching, right? I'm like, okay, cool. It's start of Raw. Cool, cool, cool. And then the next thing that they put on is the freaking Vi Viking Raiders, Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre match. And I'm going... Man, I could have skipped today's show. I'm sitting here watching the Viking Raiders versus Matt Riddle and freaking Drew McIntyre. And that's what I was thinking. I, honest to God, that's what I was thinking. And then this ended up being pretty not, not bad at all. I loved all of the action that they did on the outside of the ring when um, we saw the splash from Ivar to Drew McIntyre after Drew had basically uh, suplexed Eric on the outside. And that little portion that they did there I thought was really fun when Kofi Kingston came out and then accidentally took out Riddle with the kick as well I thought that was good uh, I like the way that they gave the Viking Raiders a win because what have we been saying they have reduced the Viking Raiders to unfortunately not be interesting whatsoever on this show or any show and so the fact that they got a win off of a match that didn't suck and was pretty entertaining I call this a huge win for Viking Raiders probably their biggest thing that they've done in a while so one I ended up liking too. this one last week too, which is, is very, very beneficial for them. Uh, concept says if Seth's back is in such bad shape, Nakamura did a number on him. Why was he out there dancing around? Sell the back for one week at least. And also why didn't Nakamura just jump on it and beat his ass again? Could have hit him with a chair a bunch of times and said, yep, here you go. I'll take that title match now. Or they could have done the freaking dart. Oh, no, that would I don't know if Seth Rollins would have done it. Who knows? They could have done the Darby Luchasaurus spot where he's underneath there and he's just walking on his back. Okay, that sounds brutal. It's brutal. Jay Denson says, seems to be a trend. WWE doesn't know how to book Seth as a WWE champion. All of his reigns seem to go the same way. I was thinking tonight, like, R Rollins first won the title in, like, 2015. We're talking, like, an eight-year run near the top. That is longer. Uh, Bret Hart won the title in like 92, 93. He was out of wrestling eight years ago or eight years later. Stone Cold Steve Austin won the title in like 98. He was retired. The Rock, same thing. Like the, his run on top is, is very, very impressive. Mike, the jeweler says still, still seems strange. Two years of punk. What started as a happy uh, news story ended up the way it did. Still hope punk comes back. Uh, but hopefully after regrouping, Raw was good. SRS still need to get those shoes iced out. Let me know. Let's make it happen. Hell yeah, we will make it happen. Uh, Denise, did you see the two-year-old tweet about CM Punk that I found? Which one? There was a few that I kept oh. seeing people bring up old tweets throughout well, the entire day. This was during the scrum for his first appearance. CM Punk mentions Jungle Boy, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks as people he wants to work with. Oh, boy. Wow. That's sad. Will Chisholm says, with the news you broke about Punk and WWE, does it look different now when Punk just pops up at Raw backstage and talks to Triple H that time? I can tell you there were people in WWE that thought he was angling for a job there. That's what they, they claim, like people in positions of power. Now, that might have been them tooting their own horns, but that's what they claimed, and he was ejected. He was asked to leave. Um, it is a bummer to see this because I tie so many positive memories, personally, professionally, to reporting that CM Punk was coming back. I couldn't believe it. When I got that first call, 
I dismissed the first call. It was from a sports agent that sarcastically I thought said, you need to look at CM Punk coming back. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Shut up. And then I started to get more tips and I was like, oh my God, this is going to happen. And it was so positive and so awesome. And it was a great moment. We are so far removed from that. We had the Judgment Day promo interrupted by J.D. McDonough. I love Damian Priest's perpetual annoyance with J.D. And J.D. Brings- McDonough's trying too hard. Nobody likes a try hard. I hate try hards. He is. Uh, and <laughs> he is trying too hard. Uh, yes, boy sends in a super chat, says, will Priest cash in be successful? I want it to be. Even if it's a brief reign, I want it to be, but I feel like that WWE thinks that this disintegration of Judgment Day is the story for him. Yeah, but even if they do disintegrate, he can still be a champion. I hope. And I have far more interest. I would be completely interested in Damian Priest as champion because it's something different. We've never seen what that looks like. I would want to see that. Like That's the thing that I'm personally craving from WWE is new people on top. Like, look at how great it's been with Gunther. It's been freaking awesome. Look at how great it's been just seeing Chad Gable get all of these matches and these opportunities. It's been awesome. I want to see new people get pushed. I want to see new champions. I want to see new faces. I want it to feel fresh instead of always going back to the same thing over and over. And Judgment Day and Damian Priest have been the glue of this show, but I'm tired of seeing him with Sammy, Kevin Owens, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. Tired right. of it. And I JD think Week- that bad bunny match that Damian Priest did really did prove that he can hold his own ground in a situation like with somebody that is not a you know full-time professional wrestler. And they could, yeah, sure, there was all the smoke and mirror stuff, whatever. But he went out there and did a hell of an entertaining job. And I feel like coming off of that, you got to do something with that. So J.D. McDonough brings, <laughs> he swerved, Damian Priest, he's like, you got to let go of that briefcase because I got you a new one, and it's a purple one with Senor Money in the Bank. And Damian Priest is very happy about that. Uh, sure, why not? This is something they've done in the past, but they waited quite a while, like two months after, to give him this briefcase. But I thought it was a, a, the right moment. I thought it was, thought it worked out pretty, pretty well. It was nice. The briefcase yeah. was funny. Senor Money in the Bank. It's hilarious. I think they could have got it a little bit more funkier with the design. They just, yeah. it was very basic. I think they could have made it a little funnier, or a little bit more different, but whatever. It's not the point. The point is that JD McDonough is trying way too hard to get himself as part of the Judgment Day and befriend all these people. Way too hard. Uh, we, <laughs> so Sami Zayn comes out, calls them turds challenges Dominic to a match. It doesn't happen. Instead, he gets J.D. McDonough. Solid match. You know, J.D. McDonough gets the win. How did you feel about J.D. picking up the win? Dominic uh, ends up helping out, of course. But uh, Sami Zayn returned to the ring, did a halluva kick to, to get a little revenge. Do you think they're turning the tide on J.D. McDonough? Because at first they were all hesitant about him. And now look at him. Dominic's out there helping him out because they've done each other some favors since he's trying to buy his love, trying to buy his way in. Do you think they're turning the tide on him 
genuinely or they're just going to use him because I feel like they're just using him and then this is what's going to obviously be like you know lead to that continue to lead to the breakup of the judgment day but I'm not thinking that this is genuine yeah I'm not thinking it's genuine either um I'm a little torn on on what it is they're they're doing with with JD because they can't like swerve and make him a baby face. I think almost everybody in this is going to emerge a heel except for Rhea. And I don't think you change Rhea because she, she is what she is and people, people love it. I think we could see JD and Finn Balor emerge as a team instead of Damian Priest. Instead of Damian and, and Priest. Balor. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Finn's the only one that likes him. The other ones don't like him at all. Genuinely likes him. <sighs> Will says Denise saying nobody likes to try hard. You sound like my wife back when we were in our teens. Will, hopefully you weren't the try hard, my friend. Damn. <laughs> I hate that. I, I I never mind. I'm so mean. I was so mean. <laughs> Dominic offers Jay Uso a spot in the judgment day backstage. He says that he knows what it's like to have a messed up family, but the judgment day doesn't believe in leaders. This very clearly isn't happening, but J- what if J.D. McDonough gets sent over to SmackDown and Finn Balor is a pissy little bitch about it to Jay? That would be dumb. There's too many what ifs. And what if this happens? Me, no, no, no. Damien Priest would be like, thank God. <laughs> like, leave sad. him alone. <laughs> Boo-hoo. Uh, Shayna Baszler defeated Zoe Stark. I liked this match. Zoe looked amazing in this match. And Shayna gets the win. But I thought Zoe ended up looking pretty good. Now, this is after Zoe uh, attacked Trish, got free of her. There was, I don't think we saw Becky or Trish on this show. Becky, Trish, or Cody at all on this show. Baszler wins, but what I loved is when the commentary was like, oh, it's over. Zoe's like, no, not yet. But eventually it was, but Zoe fought it off. Shayna says, you did a lot better than, than Ronda ever did. Zoe's like, you're a lot better than Trish ever was. They did a little fist bump. I'd be cool with them as a team if there's no singles direction here. No, see, that's what I don't want to see. I want to see them. Okay, so okay, that backstage interaction that they had where it was almost like, how do I say? They were being friendly with each other, but there was some like underlying tones of, yeah, you think you're the toughest woman on the roster, but I'm the toughest woman on this roster. And I forget the exact words that they use, but that was the message that I got here, right? So then it led to yeah. the actual match. With the match itself, I feel that there could still be, I feel like Zoe should be like, you know what? I need another go. Let's go. You know, maybe I underestimated you the first time, but pressing forward from this, I want to see a program with Shayna and Zoe, and I'll tell you why. Because Shayna, what have you been saying about Shayna? We want to see her be this dominant badass again, this killer, all of these words, right? That's what you want to see from Shayna. With Zoe, the thing that I've taken from Zoe since her main roster run, just her main roster run alone, is we were seeing her as the muscle for Trish Stratus. We were seeing her in that light. She got the rub, whatever. But her matches have been great. They've been hard-hitting. She's been fast. She's been aggressive. And now she's sort of like this new upcomer on the roster. And Shayna's almost trying to like reclaim her dominance on the show once again. So for me, I kind of want to see this battle between, 
okay, let's tell a little program here. Let's get something with both of these girls where we can see who really is, you know, the most dominant woman on the roster. Of course, aside from Rhea Ripley, but like speaking specifically for these two women. So I have more interest in them being enemies than them being friends. KE775 says two questions. Are they putting Shayna in another tag team since we saw Trish in the Raw opening? Do you think that means she's sticking around? I think maybe she'd be away for a little bit, but I think she should stick around. They drafted her and everything. Shayna, I wouldn't mind Shayna and Zoe giving it a go as a team. And then it just doesn't work together immediately. And Shayna's like, well, I'm not doing this bullshit again. And they have a feud. Yeah, they um, just need to switch it up. They can't do the same thing over and over with Shayna. They need to switch things up. Speaking of tag teams, Adam Pierce says backstage, Piper Niven isn't cleared. Uh, Juju says, is Piper legitimately injured or her not being cleared an excuse for her to not be on the show, maybe due to flight problems or being ill? Fightful Select reported, she's ill. She's ill. She's, she's expected to come back You know, as long as everything goes fine. Not vacating the titles. But Raquel Rodriguez volunteers to fight Chelsea and beats her ass. Lone Star <laughs> says, why is Chelsea getting beat? Triple H might be booking, but this is the same issue with Vince booking Sasha and Naomi to lose. Please let Chelsea and all these crazy, talented women shine. I disagree, and I'm it's a big character. Chelsea Green guy. Exactly, Denise. It's her character, and that's kind of the like she's a little bit carried by her opponent. She's a Karen. Like that's, that's the, the nature of it. Raquel is getting a title shot next week. Raquel should not be losing this match at all. I think it's okay to beat the tag team champions in one-on-one -on -one matches or something. If it's them losing non-title two-on-two matches, then I'm annoyed a little bit, but Chelsea getting her head taken off by a clothesline, whatever. This was my second favorite thing that happened on Raw today. I love this so freaking much. And it was all started with the backstage. Um, this was freaking hilarious because you had Chelsea Green being such a jerk, right? And she's out there talking all this smack on Raquel, Raquel without her realizing that Raquel is right there. And then when Raquel gets into her face and she starts calling her Chiquita, I was like, oh, I love that. But my favorite part and the part that completely won me over was something so tiny, but it made it so much more funnier was when Raquel was basically asking Adam Pierce if she can have this match against Chelsea. And Chelsea was like, you know, doing the face and she was telling Adam Pierce, like, you know, don't do this. Right. And Adam Pierce was like, no, no, no. Like, we're going to do this. Right. So I thought that was hilarious. And absolutely nobody was expecting Chelsea Green to defeat Raquel. But that's not the point. The point is that that's her character. So she's she's lovable in this way. So it works. And of course, you already said it with Raquel basically saying she's going for the belt again. And that Dominic Mysterio is going to be banned. Uh, I thought this was a great little uh, segment. I love it. I was a big fan of this. Ciampa backstage approaches Adam Pierce and says, hey, you have time to talk. Pierce says, now is as good a time as any. Hopefully this is DIY. For the love of God, I hope it's DIY. That would also be a, a nice boost to WWE Raw with whatever they're losing for Jey Uso. Having that team is a good marquee team. Them mixing it up with Judgment Day and KO and Sami Zayn and New Day would be very, very nice. Yes, boy, says Denise on Speak Now with Reg. You said you aren't good with emotions. Growing up, have you ever made a boy or an ex cry because he was being a tryhard? Oh, 
such a bad question. Have you ever made a boy cry? Oh, this is such a bad question for me. Really? Okay. Like, actually, no. I don't think I've ever made a boy cry. But they, they, she's <sighs> she's very much like they made themselves cry. The little bitches. That's Denise. I was a mean girl in high school. Sometimes the boys, oh, if wow. they were like You're mean not girl cute, now. if they were not cute and they approached me, I found that very insulting. I've changed since then. I'm, I'm a lot nicer now. Wow. But I remember this one. And this is so mean. Please do not do this. And I feel so bad that I did this, but I was like 15. Okay. <laughs> and this guy came up to me and he was not cute. And he was like, can I walk you to your class? And I turned around and I was like, ew, no. And I kept walking. Oh, Denise. I know. I know. It's so mean, right? I know. It's the meanest thing I've done. I know. So I don't know if that counts as like crying. I don't know if you cried. It but... counts. You were an <laughs> asshole, Denise. Yeah, I know. Ryan says, hey, Sean, here's the thought that just popped into my head. But what if it's not Cody that gets traded, but Riddle, based on Drew's comment backstage, Drew gets angered, turn heel, and we get Drew versus Cody. I don't think, based on what we saw, that Drew would give that much of a shit about Riddle getting traded because he didn't want to team with him to begin with. I mean, I get the sentiment and all that stuff, but I think Drew is happy being on his own if he wants to or if, if, if at all possible. Yes, boy says I need more Raquel versus Dom. Her yelling at Dom in Spanish at payback gave me flashbacks growing up with the women of my family. That yeah. was that was very great. Man, people are Oh no, damn. did I blow up? I'm sorry. Send Denise to chase you. Such a California I'm sorry, girl. okay. Y'all are acting like you've never done anything mean ever. Most people Sean, you've don't never been mean themselves. to a to a girl or whatever. Uh, Come on, no, not, don't lie. I mean, no, not days, really. I admitted to it. Guys are jerks. Do not, you know, to be no. fair, guys were mean too. And I have my fair share of mean stories that boys did to me. That's just the way it was in school. If you didn't like someone, you were mean to them if they liked you. Not me. Brandon Charles Powell says maybe Denise made them cry with cause. God damn. I'm sorry. I'm with sorry. Cause. With cause. No. Oh. And you know, one time my mom, what she did to me, I was so pissed. There was this kid in fifth grade who had a big crush on me and he asked me to the school dance. I did not want to go to the school dance with him. My mom guilted me by telling me, Denise, you love your uncle, right? Because she knows my uncle's my favorite person ever. And I was like, yes. And she saw, how would you feel if your uncle asked a girl out? And she she said no to him. I said I would feel really bad. And then she goes, Denise, well, this boy has someone that really cares about him. So she freaking guilted me. And I went to the dance with that boy because my it? mom guilted me into it. Was it fun? No, I danced with him like three times. And then I went with my friends <laughs> and then I went home. It was like a one hour after school dance. And I, and I was so mad at my mom. To this day, I still tell her, like, why did you make me go to the dance with him? Not that it was, like, mean, but, like, come on. You can't force someone to go to a dance with someone that they're not interested in. Rock hard Joel Wood says, bully Denise is not something I expected tonight. I wish I could say I didn't expect it, but Denise is kind of a mean person. Damn! Are you out here about to call me Pepsi Denise? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Miz goes out 15. there. Miz goes out there and cuts a promo with all the people that Denise cares about. He introduces John Cena. Uh, Omar Diaz says, "Sean, did you know Cena was going to be there today?" Let's talk about this promo because, like, 
the context of it, I was like, yeah, all right. But he got this over big time. He went out there with Cena, who you couldn't see, has a fake argument, a fake confrontation, hits a skull-crushing finale on him. The crowd is chanting, holy shit, at him." I've got less than zero interest in seeing Miz do anything with John Cena in the future. But this is one of the more entertaining things I've seen him do. And Wade Barrett goes, yeah, I like that more than any of his matches that I've ever seen. How sad. Sad but true. <laughs> Look, this was great, honestly. When he came out, it was funny because when he said, oh, John Cena... I thought, well, I've been a little bit out of the loop. So I yeah. thought, oh, maybe I missed it. And John Cena was being promoted for the show and I didn't know. And then afterwards, once they panned the camera to the entrance and then basically did the entrance, like if John Cena would have been there, oh, that was gold. That was complete and utter gold. But after that, I tuned out mainly because I'm like, okay, that was the best part. I don't really care about the Miz doing the fake interview and all of that. I, get I it. loved the, I me, loved the, the phantom skull crushing finale to me it was, was the entrance that was the only thing that was funny everything else was just like all right cool we get it it's funny whatever uh orlando orego says sean it's time to return to muting denise yeah yeah i was just in shock that she Why would say that on the air here acting like they've never done anything mean ever and orlando says very clever the miz bringing an invisible cena from miz tv i thought it was one of the more creative things i've seen it was something different for miz tv and that i appreciate and if you're looking for something a little bit different try nordvpn.com slash fightful you can subscribe to overseas services get access to things that you wouldn't get otherwise you can get netflix overseas uh, all kinds of services like that but also uh your pro wrestling content is going to uh, rejoice as a result of nordvpn.com slash fightful two pay-per-views back-to-back weekends plus wwe payback i had so many people telling me about how they use nordvpn.com slash fightful because you can change your virtual location with just one click denise uses it so you can appear anywhere in the world you can save some money on those pay-per-views Thanks to those overseas services. If you don't know how to use it, you got that 24-7 tech support that will help you out. They've got the best pop-up blocker that you're going to have. You can share files of any size between devices. Look at that. It's private. It's secure. It's doing the read for me. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And it works on all your devices, all operating systems. I put it on my router. That way it just works on everything. Or you can go to MeshNet and tap send files. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Get a great deal, a huge discount, and four months for free. Love NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Used it in London. Used it in Detroit. I'm going to be using it all over the place. Elite Biscuit says, Miz is in his lane and I won't hear otherwise. Yeah, I, I thought this was really, really good stuff from Miz. Sheldon says, Denise Hollywood Pepsi Salcedo. Damn. Well, Denise, we got it. Gunther made history. There were some missteps, I think, the last couple of weeks. There was no honky-tonk man chop. You're still with this? Yep, still with it. Are you going to, is this going to be on your tombstone? <laughs> Will Chisholm says, I think we missed the chance for Gunther to chop a 70 year old man. Yep. 
But the match was good, but I had a real issue with six minutes of commercials in the first eight minutes of this. It was a bummer. They killed it the last five minutes, Denise. But, but that was they, it. They cut the, the legs. They cut the legs off of these guys. Uh, Adam Weller says, I had to see Gunther Gable, rarely watched WWE TV. Used to AEW on fights, so those ad breaks in the match felt odd. Miss picture in picture, Taz. That's another benefit of NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can watch on Fight and not have to see commercials. Denise, the, the commercials were, it was such a bummer. Such a bummer. And then they had to sprint the last three or four minutes. These two deserve to be able to tell a story. The sprint was good. It was very good. But they got hosed here. Yeah, I think that this went from the op- from the possibility of being a ten to being like a, I don't know, a, a six, a seven. I yeah. don't know. But it just it had the possibility of being a lot better and a lot more memorable and a lot more. Oh my god! But sure. it was one of those things where the commercials did take you out of it for sure. But the last couple of minutes, ooh, the last couple of minutes were. Good. I mean, the second we were seeing uh, Chad Gable, you know, hit all these suplexes on um, Gunther and because Gunther is so freaking huge and tall and, and, you know, there's this size discrepancy. It just looks like even better when he did it, um, when he had uh, Gunther in the ankle lock and everybody just like holding up this anticipation of, oh my God, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? I really thought that the way that they built this matchup with showing previous champions, uh, the promos from Gunther, all of the stuff that they've done the weeks prior, like this felt very special. And it was just the one error of the placements of the commercials and how they did this, that really kind of just put a little bit of a damper on it. But again, like you mentioned, those last few minutes were worth it. Gunther, Finished off Chad Gable like a freaking plate of cheeseburger and fries, man. That thing, he finished them off. Your clothesline, a plate of cheeseburger and fries? You do a sleeper suplex? You ever leave your plate so clean, you're like, damn, I wish I could lick it a little bit because it was so good? (laughs) Anyway, uh, a sleeper suplex, one of the naughtiest moves I have seen on WWE Raw. It was filthy right in front of gable's wife and children as they cried gable also did one of the best chaos theories i've ever seen as well like really delayed slow then into the bridge amazing and uh gunther gets the win so by the way when they showed the little girl his daughter at first i thought she was like maybe just you know in on it and acting right but then i saw she was actually crying afterwards and i was like oh my god poor little girl they didn't smarten her up or anything on this i felt so bad like she legitimate tears was sad indeed uh jonathan corona says what if nick aldis is clear to wrestle aldis versus gunther he's cleared he wants to wrestle they just haven't had him in that spot will loved how they had wwe how they had uh the IC title holders of the past shown. That was great. It did make it feel better. They should have shown more of the match. Uh, Luis says the way it got handled reminded me of Garcia Danielson three, which was cut off by a bunch of commercials. Yep. It drives me nuts. This should have been, they should have had the commercials between the entrances and the match. And then maybe one break, maybe one. Connor says, was at a Raw Good Show with the IC title match. It was great live. I bet it was a lot better live than it was on TV because you got to watch it. 
Blue Chew the Hog says, the ring general is supreme. All hail Gunther. Hunky Tonk Man can shake, rattle, and roll up out of here. Hell yeah, he can. Get the hell out of here. There ain't no reason to ever mention that guy again. The highlight of his reign was him losing it in 20 seconds. Tim says, if Gunther did that chop to Honky Tonk Man, it would have been the most viewed fightful short of all time. Buddy, I would have paid people for every angle of that. Every one of it. To watch Gunther Thanos snap that old dumb son of a bitch into nothingness would have been great. Will says, I know I'm sick for this, but I love the tears. It was good. It was good TV. Yeah. It was sad, but it was, yeah, savage. Wrestling with Movies says, was the reason Becky wasn't on the show is that she's going to be on NXT tomorrow? <laughs> is she exclusive to NXT for a while or double duty if you know? I don't know, but I would imagine she will be. And uh, if I were WWE, I would put Tiffany Stratton on Raw here and there as well. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be. There's 27 brand new videos that have been uploaded in the past oh, yeah. 10 days, including media scrums, interviews, videos. The video that I did interviewing fans at All In was my favorite video ever. Uh, so check that one out. And then, of course, all of the content from All Out. Guys, uh, check it out. We had an interview with Billy Dixon last week. We had Zoe Stark. We had Maxine Dupree today. A bunch of stuff from All In Weekend. We're going to be dropping more interviews. But FightfulSelect.com, that's where you go for exclusive news. A bunch of podcasts. Uh, we have the most comprehensive and accurate coverage of, quite frankly, I say everything. But especially the CM Punk stuff. We had Raw plans today. We had news on Gunther and Gable. We've got so much stuff for you guys. And I'm doing Q&As every single week. Yes, boy, wraps us up and says, Denise, has your family ever given you the, I don't know what this is. Come on, give it a try. Give it a try, Sean. I you ain't paid saying money. that. It's get a llorar, get a llorar. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I just said. Okay, so basically, Sean, whenever you bully someone so hard in your family that all of a sudden you start looking like you want to cry a little bit, your your family starts chanting, get a llorar, get a llorar, get a llorar. Oh, okay. bully culture in Mexican culture is like, very like your own family will bully you so hard and then afterwards make fun of you if you cry um, and so yes i've been there i've had the quiere llorar chance and i did want to go i did want to cry i was like stop being so mean Damn. and you can't if you cry then it's like you're 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 you get made fun of you don't want to cry because then it looks bad if you cry you gotta like stick it out we got one more Humper chat that came in. Bizarro Big L says, WWE released an interview with Shinsuke saying he wanted to target Seth until injuries are enough for him to take his title. Didn't expect to find out that Denise was actually Latina Malibu Barbie as a teen. Wasn't raised like that. I was a friendly <laughs> giant. My only issue with the Shinsuke thing is he is not guaranteed a rematch. He was offered a rematch after losing one. So I feel like that it's a scripted show. They could have simply omitted it. And Shinsuke should have been like, I'm just going to keep on with you until you give me what I want, where I want as well. Guys, leave a thumbs up, please. Comment your favorite thing about this show during an ad read, whatever it might be, below. Uh, until next time, guys, we're out.